Maybe don't know. Maybe Chris Hampton, and this is episode five of the Power Company Climbing podcast, brought to you by PowerCompanyClimbing.com. Uh, spring is in full swing here in Kentucky, Ohio area. Um, I really thought summer was going to jump in and just take over. It certainly looked that way, uh, but it's held off a little. We just had possibly the best weekend in the red that I've maybe ever seen there. Um, ridiculously low humidity, great temps, pretty much perfect weather. Um, I was able to squeeze in my third V10 and uh, tuck that under my belt. So now I can move on to back into route mode and feel good about it, feeling like I've, uh, I've accomplished what I set out to do. So, uh, so that's my goal right now. I'm ramping back up to to route time and big routes actually I'm, I'm not much interested in sport climbing right now I'm gonna do a little of it but uh, big routes that's where I'm headed so got to start that training up right now and speaking of training that's what we do here right so uh, go check out the website powercompanyclimbing.com uh, check out our ebooks we just released the kettlebells for climbers plan with Paul Corsaro who you can hear in episode four and uh, that one's doing really well. Kettlebells are actually going to be a big part of my training for bigger routes um, starting tonight, actually. So, uh, so, yeah, go check those out. Also, find us on Facebook, uh, Power Company Climbing, and find us on Instagram, at Power Company Climbing. We're all over the interwebs, wherever you are, except for Twitters. We don't, we don't do that. No Twitters. Uh, what else? Nate and I have got some uh, workshops coming up. Uh, let me check my Google Calendar here, trusty Google Calendar. And the Google Calendar says that our workshops are going to be in Knoxville first. We're going to be at Onsite Climbing Gym for their grand opening. We've got a couple of workshops we're running there, and that's going to be on April 22nd and April 23rd. And then next we will be at Rock Mill Climbing in Akron, Ohio. And that's going to be on May 10th and May 11th. We've got a couple of workshops there as well. So if you're interested in private sessions, hit us up. Uh, we'll be around the area for those few days. So we can squeeze you in between the workshops. So hit me up. Okay, today we are talking with Wyoming-based climbing coach, writer, yoga teacher, Allie Rainey. I uh, sat down with Allie last summer in Lander, Wyoming, and most of what we talked about was her switch from being a vert techie climber uh, into becoming more interested in steeper, bigger move, more gymnastic style climbing. And it's interesting because her home area, Ten Sleep, is largely vert and techie. Um, I'm generalizing there because there's definitely some steep thugginess there as well. Um, but it's been cool to watch Allie's uh, progression in this new style and watch her body change as she embraced how to train for that new style. So now in this discussion, 
Uh, we touch on an injury that Allie had, and we don't really go into depth, so I wanted to just kind of tell you a little bit about it here. Uh, basically, she got a little excited after coming home from the red, overtrained, and that kind of flared up an old injury she'd had in her hand. Uh, and then she took a fall in an airport on her way to Spain to go climbing. And a couple of days later, her hand had swelled up. Uh, there was some nerve, some nerve issues. And uh, basically, she wasn't able to climb the entire trip to Spain. And um, you can definitely read more about that on Allie's website, uh, which you can find at AllieRainey.com. It's A-L-L-I-R-A-I-N-E-Y.com. And of course, if you happen to be in the Ten Sleep Wyoming area, Allie's a fixture out there and she loves to talk shop, so don't be shy. Uh, one more thing, big shout out to the Bighorn Climbers Coalition. Uh, it's bighornclimbers.org. You'll be able to find Allie at their trash cleanup in Ten Sleep on April 23rd, as well as May 21st in Cody, Wyoming. Another trash cleanup there, and also at the Ten Sleep Climbing Festival on July 2nd. So, if you want to talk to Allie and you're in the area, don't be shy. Go say hello. All right, on with the show. But point being, if you do put muscle weight on and it's sport specific and you climb better, the numbers on the scale shouldn't matter. you have to say is important so that's yeah yeah i and there's lots of free information on my website which i'd love you know people want to go see more talk like learn more about training from my perspective that's completely awesome you know cool okay so i'm sitting here in lander wyoming uh during the international climbers festival with uh a name you all know already ali rainey and um ali and i just want to talk to you about uh, you made a change a few years ago. It's, I guess it's been several years now, right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. In your climbing style, and that seems to have affected your body, and and just it looks like it opened up a whole new world of climbing to you. And I just want to talk about that because so many people get just trapped in one style of climbing. Sure. Know? Yeah. No. And I definitely fall into that category. I learned to climb on vertical, technical, crimpy <clears throat> terrain and fell in love with that originally. Um, and, you know, it was fun for me and I got better at that. And as I did that, I ignored steep climbing completely um, sure. for better or for worse for yeah. most of my um, climbing years. So I've been climbing for 23 years, I think it is. And um, I'd say I spent a good 16, 17 of that barely climbing any steep rock at all. And by steep, I mean like, you know, severely overhanging, like um, not vertical or gently overhung or whatever. I'd say 45 degrees and roof climbing and like the traditional madness cave at the Red right, River Gorge Right, like the bigger style. holds, bigger yeah. moves, steep climbing. Yeah. Um, pretty much avoiding that and not really developing the um, technique or strength or anything for that kind of climbing. Um, and, and that was fine. And I actually think there's nothing wrong with that. If that makes you happy, I, I really think climbing should be about what makes each person as an individual happy. And I have no judgment if somebody loved that climbing. And if I had ended up loving that and doing that for the rest of my life, 
that would have been fine. But I did start to get tired of it. Yeah. Um, and I was starting to honestly get a bit burned out on climbing and feeling like not as excited about um, climbing, period. And I didn't really know where to go with it. And I honestly had never really thought about getting into steep climbing that much. Um, and I think um, the trip I took to the Red in 2007, watching people climb in the Madness Cave that year and having fun doing it, I started to think, man, that looks like so much fun. I wonder if I could ever have fun doing that, you know, and what would it take for me to have fun doing that, knowing I have no capability whatsoever to climb that style at all right now. Um, and it, But I, I really had no idea what it would take um, or what I could do or if I could do that um, ever, you know, because it was, a, to me, it was kind of like starting a new sport or like, you know, opening up a whole new world. And I always think of when, um, Kevin took me, my husband took me to put me on a steep climb, um, in the new river gorge oh. that was like a 12 a. Yeah. And I, I, and I looked down at him like two bolts up and like I was hanging and I was like, what do I do? Kevin's a masochist. Apparently. Yeah. And Kevin's like, what do you mean? What, <laughs> what do I do? You mm. know? And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like I didn't know how to climb this yeah. steep climb. I just had no yeah. technical, like nothing Whole that I'd new done. World. Yeah. I just didn't have the mm. body knowledge of what to do because I'd never really spent any time trying to climb steep routes. And it was just you know, this whole new world. And so, you know, it, I don't think I made a conscious decision like I'm going to love steep climbing and I'm going I'm going to make it my style yeah. because I didn't know what to expect from it. But I think a little door opened like of giving it a chance, you know, when I, when mm -hmm. I, and seeing people have fun doing it and, and sort of having that like, something must have clicked. And I don't even think you necessarily verbalize stuff like that to yourself, but. Yeah, um, you just kind of want it. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see if I could work up to that, you know, and um, I didn't have a time frame for it. So I didn't know. I mean, like I said, I didn't know if I could ever get better at that. I really sucked at it, you know, so like I, I had no idea like, where I think it would that's, take me. I think that's pretty you know? important that you didn't have a time period, yeah. you know, a time frame in which you said, I have to be better by this point. Yeah. Because learning new skills like that are such a long process yeah you know and it takes a long time to really hammer those new movements into your brain and into totally. your body and if you just said oh, i'm going to give myself three months to get better at steep climbing you probably would have went right back to vertical techie climbing probably. and just had this bitter taste in your mouth about or, the red or yeah whatever, or eventually know? maybe mm. would have just not wanted to climb at all or not been as psyched anymore you know and just yeah. not tried hard anymore because that's kind of where i'd gotten where i was like just sort of exhausted of trying hard on vertical stuff and like like just not into it anymore you know yeah. and and um and I could feel that sort of love like flickering out um, in a way. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, people will be like, say it isn't so, you know, but I mean, that's mm -hmm. just the reality. Like I've been doing it for a really long time. Sure. I wasn't really making a lot of progress um, and I didn't really know what to do to make progress there. And I wasn't really having that much fun with it anymore. And, um, you know, and in walks steep climbing. And I think, oh, maybe I should give that a shot, you know? And then you have to eat crow seriously if you're like thinking of yourself of a climber of a certain grade, which I encourage right. everybody to not think of yourself of a climber of you any gotta grade. you got to really drop the ego. Yeah. And, and like, <clears throat> I just, I had to relearn. I think I'd, I'd internalized a lot of the grade. Um, it's just like self-value through grades, you know, in climbing. Sure. And I think, um, I, think I that's really, that's a common problem. Yeah, I do too. And I think what, what this has really rewired in me is that 
I climb stuff that's hard for me, whether it has the grade attached to it that I want it to or not, if I like the route, you know? Yep. And that was something that was a really freeing thing for me in learning to climb steep rock. It was like, I like this climb. Um, and it, so what if the grade is, quote, easy, you know, whatever that means? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just depends what <clears throat> climbing world you live in. But learning to just be happy. I was actually talking to someone the other day about this, but learning to just be happy with an accomplishment, knowing it was hard for me, was such a big sort of freeing thing. And that, you know, it didn't matter if it was only this grade, you know, and that, you know, feeling like, oh, yeah. it's only this grade and I've climbed this other grade. So why is it a big deal? But then I'd look at the style and be like, oh, but I've never climbed anything like this before. And that's a first for me in this style of climbing. And that way, you know, it's a really, it started to be a more fulfilling thing because I sort of got to rework through all of the grades again, you know? Yeah. And so in that way, it was a lot faster than trying to, you know, be up towards my limit of my potential and feel like I'm just sort of, you know, ma making those tiny little incremental gains that you make when you're closer to your limit um, in any sort of given activity. Well, with steep climbing, I had this expansive, you know, um, growth in what I could do as I yeah. learned the technical parts of it. And that made it really exciting. Yeah. You know? And that's why we all fall in love with this thing yeah. to begin with, because you're, you're starting into this new world. You know, you're not moving horizontally anymore. Like you have your whole life. You're, right. you're moving vertically. You have to come up with this whole new set of movements and, and it's these everyday new challenges. Right. You know, and when the challenges become so zeroed in on this one little thing, you know, and that's the only thing you have to to look forward to breaking through, it makes it not nearly as fun. Exactly. I mean, it was just not as exciting anymore. And and now, like, even now, I mean, you know, I feel like I've been steep climbing for a while now, but not nearly as long as I've been climbing overall. Yeah. It's still just wildly exciting for me because I'm still learning mm. new things. Like, I'm still learning new technical stuff. One thing I really still struggle with is letting go of control because I, I feel like a lot of the vertical climbing, at least that I've done, involves extremely fine, balancey body control. Yeah. And, um, yep really precise stabs to really tiny holds and everything mm. needs to be perfect and tight and if you shift your balance just wrong or place your fit just wrong yeah. and in steep climbing a lot of times I used to think oh it's just thugging and whatever you're just wild but it's really technical very much so but you are swinging and it can be wild and it's like being okay with that technical that that that's technical to me but yep. it's still this wild out of control thing that I've had to learn to be okay with and I still honestly struggle with not um not controlling and those fine-tuned movements and letting the swing and letting everything take me but when I do I think it's really fun yeah because it's exciting and new to me still you know so I like roots with big crazy dinos and or wild swingy momentum moves where yep. you have to keep your momentum mm -hmm. going through stuff because I I struggle with it and I like that you know I like that yeah. challenge I want to master that that sense of swingy, wild movement and and uh, be okay with it. Or maybe I never will be. Maybe it'll just always be exciting and giggly and I'll fall <laughs> half the time and think it's funny. I don't know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just talked to uh, Carlo Traversi recently mm -hmm. and we talked about uh, learning to climb more dynamically and it being extremely controlled, just as much as static oh, yeah. climbing, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and he referred to that type of movement where you have to keep your momentum going as... Uh, coordination dynamic climbing yeah and, and i think that's really important to to look at is that it's not just 
wild movement. You're you're being coordinated. You're being aware. You're moving yes. your body through space in a specific way, exactly how you would if you were still attached to the rock. Exactly. You know, and I think people might gloss over that sometimes and look at it like, oh, Chris Sharma just jumps and flies. And yeah. So should we? Well, know? and and that's kind yeah. of you know, I mean, I think I'd fallen into that mindset of thinking, oh, that's what it, you know, that it's that's just thuggy. It's just you know, it's not a lot, not really technical. And some for some reason, thinking that like thuggy meant like inferior or something. I don't I don't know what I was thinking. You know, I think we tend to just like try to validate what we choose to do because. Um, you know, everybody, I think a lot of people tend to want everybody to love what it is they love, you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, share in that love. And like I said, I, I think there, I have no judgment if, if, if somebody loves vertical technical climbing and that's all they want to do for their whole life, that's awesome. Likewise for steep, you know, thuggier, more powerful climbing. That's also awesome. I just yeah. think as long as you love it, it's awesome. Um, but for me, I think I'd lost the spark of learning and excitement by, by, you know, staying in my comfort zone and um and i've rediscovered like a lot of excitement for climbing and trying to improve by trying to learn and you know i don't know if i'll ever master it like i said but yeah. um you know trying to learn to be a better that's, steep that's climber. okay yeah um, and i don't i don't really care because the, the learning anyway. <laughs> exactly yeah. learning's the fun part like i'm still enjoying um all of the learning that goes into it you know and it's totally changed I just have these moments where I'm like, I realize it's just totally changed where I want to travel to. And like when, when I go to crags, what I'm looking for, um, because I have absolutely no interest in what used to light my fire. And I look for the things that I used to like avoid, like the plague, you Interesting, know, yeah. and it's, <clears throat> it's great. You know, I'm like, it's so funny. Like I've done a complete 180 and, um, wow, isn't that neat? You know, when you observe yourself, like if you step outside yourself, you're like, I can be like, wow, that's kind of neat. Like I, I, if you told me 10 years ago that this is what I would have been looking for, I would have been <laughs> yeah. like, you're crazy. You yep. know, I'll never climb stuff like that. And now it's like the most fun thing I can imagine. And I think that's what rock climbing when I started climbing was the most fun thing I can ima could imagine. And now I'm right back there where rock climbing is the most fun thing I can imagine doing. Yeah. You know? So there, there are two sides to any kind of shift like this, you know, uh, one side physical, one side mental. You kind of right. have to make the shift in both directions. And, and now you're in a really good place with it mentally, right. you know. Were there any struggles early on just with the, you know, did you throw any wobblers like, oh, I'm never going to get good at this or... <laughs> Or were you pretty much just like, I can do this? Oh, I was an angel. No. <laughs> no, I'm really emotional. Um, we should have brought Kevin in. Yeah, I was apparently. like, yes, Kevin. <laughs> um, no, definitely. Um, it was definitely a struggle. Um, I feel like I'm mentally in a better place with climbing right now than I've ever been, actually. Like, I'm just really awesome. happy with everything and, and psyched on it. Um, but yeah, it was a real struggle, you know? I mean, it's in and, and part of coaching has helped me give the perspective too of seeing that other people go through this and um but it's really hard when you're in the moment um and, and we like just we were talking about this a couple of seconds ago but w when you're trying to improve at something the time that it takes it, your brain is always ahead of your body so oh, yeah. you know you yeah. always think you're going to be um you think you're going to get more gains out of what you put into it you yep. know, and what I've always thought would be really neat is if you could, if you put a lot of effort into getting better at something, it would be so cool if you could actually climb back into the body you had five years ago and see what it was like to climb with that oh, body. Man. You that know? would be amazing. Yeah. 
right? Because everyone's always like, I don't know if I'm getting better because they're so stuck in the moment and you're so stuck in the last two or three months. But yeah. that's nothing in the big picture of training. You I know? wish I could put that day into all of my clients' training plans. Totally. Like, oh, today you're going to step back into you five years exactly. ago. Exactly. Oh, like God, you, you know, because if I stepped into me five years ago, I mean, I didn't know barely any. I mean, I'd climbed a few steep things, but I'd not... I, because I had started my, you know, steep thing, but I'd not been able, I, I'm not the same climber I am now, you know, and I hope five years from now, I'm also not the same climber I am now, um, you know, but who knows? I mean, you just, you can't have expectations, but yeah, I definitely had struggles and I definitely had times when I um, wasn't really sure if I was going to be able to improve to where I wanted to improve, you know, yeah. and um, there are definitely some some down times, you know, and some really up times too. I mean, obviously one of the big down times was my whole injury when I, you know, which wasn't even caused by climbing, but when I had like, uh, kind of overtrained my push muscles and then yeah. fell and triggered a paralysis. And that, that was the worst time in my climbing ever. So, oh, man. so but that scary. doesn't have to do with <laughs> steep climbing or anything. And I didn't handle that very well, but I think it was a good lesson. Um, in not basing your whole identity in rock climbing. You yeah. know, you get climbing taken away. What are you going to do? Um, can you live your life as a happy person? And it was really jarring for me because you might think you can, but if you've set your whole life up around climbing and everything is fun as it has to do with climbing and suddenly it's ripped away really unexpectedly yeah. from you, yeah. um, it was really, sh like, really shattering, you know. Um, and I honestly do think if that happened again, um, that I would be much more okay with it. I wouldn't be psyched, but I don't sure. think it would put me into such a dark place because it was really, really frightening, not just on the physical trauma level, but on the like, wow. Um, what am I going to do now? Yeah, this yeah. is, this, I, this is, I've internalized my identity as a climber so much that I feel completely empty without yeah. this thing to hold on to. And, um, I don't want that. You know, sure. I don't, I don't want to have that. I don't want, I don't want my whole identity to be wrapped up in climbing, you know, yeah. and, and that's kind of a scary thing to realize, you know, and I, I don't think I had intentionally made it that way, but you know, when it was suddenly taken away and there was a, th I didn't know if I was going to be better or not, you right. know, um, it was kind of, you know, really a really frightening experience, um, but I think, you know, uh, like all bad, quote, bad experiences, I think it was a really awesome educational experience. And I'm glad that I got better and had the opportunity to sort of create a healthier relationship with climbing than what I'd had before, you know, yeah. which I feel like was pretty severely addictive. Yeah, you know? it was kind of a one way street before. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, I think I've been lucky, you know, I'm going through a shoulder injury right now and rehabbing that and. I think I was lucky that I just had a lot of hobbies yeah. already, yeah. you know, making music and painting and I had all these things going on. So, yeah. so it didn't really affect me that much. And yeah. I hadn't really thought about what it would be like to have, you know, your whole life revolving around it and then all of a sudden not be able to do it. Right. On a trip to Europe, no less, you know, and then oh, you're man. just like, oh yeah. no, you know. You just but, eat pastries. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh, first word, world problems too. I mean, really, you have to put it in perspective. I did have humor, between my woe is me, I do have humor about stuff like that too. I mean, it could be much worse, you know, but when you're living through a traumatic injury, you know, and a sport has been really important to you, it, it's really you know, it's not uncommon to be depressed. And, um, I've had other people reach out to me, 
um, who've had a similar thing happen to them, you know, and it's, it's really hard, you know, and you'd like to think, oh, I'm stronger than that. Or, you know, I would have liked to have think that, you know, but I wasn't. And, uh, but I, like I said, I think it was a really good educational experience to like pull me, you know, pull, sort of pull me away from viewing it so addictively. And I actually think that was quite freeing for me too. In um, and just enjoying the moment and climbing. Yeah, you it know? might have helped you embrace this new style yeah. you're embarking mm-hmm. on and just yeah. been like, I'm just going to have fun. Totally. It, you know? I mean, totally. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to, like, I don't want to spend any climbing day feeling frustrated or angry, you know? I mean, I might drop the F-bomb when I fall off, but, like, it's always with a giggle now, you yeah. know? And I'm not, like, like I'm not on a deadline for when I need to send or whatever, you know? I'm just yep. psyched if I, like, feel a little difference in my technique or I feel a little bit stronger on a move or, like, have an awesome day laughing with friends and feel terrible <laughs> climbing, you know? Yeah, well, I, it's think like, that, <laughs> I think that giggle's a big deal, you know? You know, yeah. when you mm-hmm. when you learn to just kind of mm-hmm. shake your head and laugh at yourself, yeah, like, doesn't matter. I can't believe I'm falling off of this again. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. then climbing becomes a lot more fun. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I mean, we're just rock climbing. It's supposed to be fun, you know. And that I I think um, even though you might know that in one level, it's really easy to sort of lose sight for sight of that and have it become sort for of sure. a chore, you yeah. know. Um, if just you get super serious, about yeah. It. And I don't want to be super serious. I have way more fun, like. Um, trying as hard as I can, but then you laughing if I fall and climbing with yeah. other people who are the same way, you know, yeah. just laughing. I love and, to fall. I love yeah. to be shown who's boss. <laughs> yeah, like, totally. <laughs> I just always end up with this grin on my face like, oh, mm-hmm. man, I totally yeah. thought I had it and I didn't. Or like you know? the other day I was like climbed out and was like kind of like doing really good on this street. And then I just got to this point where I couldn't move. Yeah. You know, everyone on the ground, you it doesn't look like, you never look like what you right. feel on the ground. So right. they're going like, move. Everybody's and like, I'm why'd like, you fall? Why'd I'm you like, let go? I can't, I can't move and I can't <laughs> shake and I can't do anything. Like you might as well just take, like nothing's happening here. You yep. know? And I just was laughing the whole time I said that, you know, because I, I know what it looked, I looked like I I just all froze, you know, and my body was like in total shutdown. And the last thing for me to go was always my hands. Like my yeah. hands are my strong thing. So they yep. were still hanging on. That's but really I couldn't interesting. do anything, you know, <laughs> I, I love the term. Someone in the red actually coined this term, but I love the term for that, which is like being handcuffed. And I'm like, that pretty yeah. much describes my climbing. Yep. I just climbed to a point. And it's still like uh, <laughs> most of the time I'm just shut down because I'm totally look like I just stopped. I just stop. <laughs> you can't, you can't like, help but laugh at that. Yeah, I'm like, know? I can't move. I can't, I don't even have enough strength to like start the next move, but I can still just I can hold, just hold on. I can just hold right here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that happen to me once here mm-hmm. and Micah Rush and mm-hmm. Colby and all these guys are down below and they're like, they're like, oh, you Red River guys can just shake out forever. And I'm like, I'm not shaking out. No. I just can't do anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why I can't reach to the next hole. Exactly. The next hole is not that far away, but right now it looks like it's like 70 feet away from me. You don't understand. <laughs> and there's no way I can get there. So, yeah, it's just funny. But, uh, yeah, no, I know. I, I mean... It's great, you know. So, so speaking of making these, you know, having the reaches being your limiting factor, right? You've not only gone through this mental transition to get where you're at, but I mean, it seems obvious to me that your body has changed pretty Wait, are dramatically. You I'm fat? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. Um, 
so you've become this, I mean, you look like a really powerful climber now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, this all started with Kevin, bless Kevin, bless his heart. Kevin said, I, I hurt my ankle. Um, and, and my, my transition into training the way I have, um, for steep climbing was very gradual, but the, the origin of it was I hurt my ankle at a bouldering competition in 2007. It seems like everything happened in 2007. It's a bad anyway, <laughs> um, I think it was 2007 or 2008. Anyway, I hurt my ankle and we were about to go on a trip to Kalimnos, um, and where I didn't really climb anything steep because I was still intimidated by it. But, um, <laughs> but Ke Kevin was like, now's the perfect time for you to start doing pull-ups. And I was like, I hate doing pull-ups. And he was like, exactly. Yeah. That's why you should be doing That's Good why job, you should Kevin. do them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, I mean, I, I started doing some pull-ups and, and that's what actually started me into like training outside of climbing, um, training that I, and that was just dabbling. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know a lot about training mm -hmm. period, like outside of client using climbing for training. Um, but you know, I, I, so I did some body weight training for the next few years. And as I was starting to try to get into steep climbing, but I know that in 2010, I walked through a weight gym with Kevin in Canada and I didn't really know how to use most of the equipment in there. So I still right. hadn't really got into it until well after that, I think is when I really started getting into, um, weight training. And did Kevin have climbing. a background in it somewhat? He's done a lot of weight training, but it was more like, um, and so he knew a lot about training like with weights for other sports because um, he grew up doing track and field and doing a lot gotcha. of weights for that. Um, yep. But then I also just started reading a ton of training materials, you know, and being a, a real open to self-experimentation and tra with training methods. And then um, we got a Bowflex as our wedding present and yes, I have a Bowflex and I also have the Bowflex style of weights and I also have his dad's old Olympic weights. So we have nice. kind of a nice setup. Yeah. Um, so I just started reading and reading and reading about strength training and, um, I was weak. Like my upper body yeah. was weak. My, my hands were strong. My forearms were strong relatively, you know, I'm still, your fingers can never be strong enough in climbing. I was sure, like, things you always... never hear, things you'll never hear a climber say, damn, my fingers are too strong for <laughs> rock climbing, you know, yeah. <laughs> like obviously not. Mm. Um, you know, my forearms, my fingers are not, you know, the strongest thing, strong forearms and fingers in the game at all, but relative to my upper body strength and my ability to pull, they were way stronger, Right. you know, and, and and um, I didn't have the ability to do like long, like, especially if I reached up with, you know, like, let's say my hands were matched and then I reached up with my right hand and it was way stretched out. And then I had to pull all the way through another through arm length, left hand. Yeah. Left hand. Yeah. No way. I just couldn't do that. You know, it was totally impossible. And so when I started getting on, never mind on steep rock, you know, right. where you have way more body weight on your arms, um, and so I put myself on the fast track to getting stronger by um, doing like climbing specific weight training. Um, yeah. And it, it made the biggest <clears throat> difference. Personally, for me, I think it depends what your weaknesses and strengths are, what you focus on. But for me, focusing on that made the biggest difference in my climbing ever. You know, um, I used to think my, my personal mantra was, and I, I didn't mean this, but I would always say, oh, I'm just not a powerful climber. I'd come to believe that because right, you right. say that, that to yourself and you believe it. And I just remember thinking, well, I'll just never be a powerful climber. I have no power. I would say that all the time too. I have no power. I'll never be a powerful climber. I'm just not good at that, that kind of thing. But I just never had the... And you were just accepting of that Yeah, I just accepted. Yeah. I'd kind of given up. Mm -hmm. I'd never had a suggestion of what, what you know... 
what would work for me, you know, that I'd pushed through. I mean, for weight training or, you know, strength training, like just bouldering had never worked for me. Um, I just, I don't think I was strong enough to boulder strong enough to make a difference. Um, but the weights really pushed me over the, the edge of realizing, you know, gradually I became stronger and stronger and stronger and I'm still getting stronger, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I mean, I'm not a 20 something climber, but I'd never tapped into my potential. Right. You know, I mean, I'm 40 and I'm still getting stronger. And And about how old were you when you started real weight weight training? training um, Body weight Mm. training. I was probably 30. Let's see. Let's do the math. 34, 33, 34. Okay. And then I started into more like weight training <clears throat> probably 2010, 2011. Yeah. So 36-ish. And then I'd say I've really ramped it up the last few years. So I built a really strong base before. Sure. You know, and I that's didn't what I was going to say. I think it's important in. that you started with yeah. body mm-hmm. weight training. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of start this cycle the same way. Yeah. They, they start with some body weight training. Yeah. And... A lot of people hit this sticking point where they think, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to get big. Yeah, no. You know? But Kevin being a track and field athlete, yeah. those guys train like athletes. They oh, train yeah. with weights. And, yeah. and it's really important in track and field to be light. Yeah. You know, those well, guys are working on a strength to weight ratio exactly. similar to climbers, same as gymnasts. Yeah. You know? And th- that's the, the thing I, I've said. Um, every climber should read the chapter on body composition in advanced sports nutrition by Dan Benergo. Yeah. There's a plug for that guy. But yeah. um, it's an awesome book on how to eat properly. And he makes a great – there's a study on gymnasts in there that talks about how the lighter mm-hmm. gymnasts actually had a higher body fat percentage right. than the heavier gymnasts, and they had worse strength through weight ratio because yep. of it. So, you know, obviously I don't want to be a 200-pound, you know, weightlifting behemoth, but most bodies can't do that. Right. You know, you can't put on muscle that easily. And most of the time, if you put on sports-specific muscle, your percentage gain in strength and, and endurance, too – way gonna, outweighs the right. weight gain it'll totally offset and then i would yeah. say i i confer, i live that you know yeah. like i'm heavier than i was when mm. i started weight training but i have a lower body fat percentage and i can pull off moves that i could not do before yeah. you know absolutely if, if you don't mind me asking what what is your weight difference from then to now um from when i started i would say i'm about 10 pounds heavier Nice. Yeah. So it's not and you're, huge. And you're stronger and way doing moves. stronger. You know, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing for me is, and, and I had, you know, being a woman, it's really hard to accept um, gaining weight. So at first, when I started feeling mm-hmm. like I was putting on muscle, I did body fat checks, you know, right. to just to like mentally settle myself down. And then what, the, the honest, honestly, what happened is I started climbing way stronger and I just stopped caring. Because right. why do why do I care what the numbers yeah. on the scale say if I can do moves that I couldn't do before? It just doesn't matter. Exactly, I'm like, it's your performance I, that yeah, that I'm you like, should be measuring. If I suddenly start to not be able to do moves that I can do right now, and I'm gained a bunch more muscle, well, then alarm bells will go off, you yeah. know. But um, I, you know, and and the other thing about weight training is you won't necessarily gain muscle. Um, what you're trying to do is train your body to be more efficient, and some bodies will put on more 
muscle, but some bodies will also develop better, like being able to use the muscle that you have more um, right. efficiently, like you're enhancing your neuromuscular connections when you weight train with heavy weights. So you're engaging more mm. muscle fibers than you would because your bodies are really efficient. So they're only going to use the amount of muscle fiber that they need for any given movement. Right. If you condition your body to recruit more muscles more often, then you're going to have that recruit, that higher level of recruitment available to you when you're climbing. So you might not actually put Put muscle weight on but point being if you do put muscle weight on and it's sport specific and you climb better the numbers on the scale yeah, shouldn't doesn't matter. matter you know your strength to weight ratio is improved and mine come like like i said i can do moves this i came out of training this winter i did my hardest strength training this winter ever and i could do moves that i couldn't do last year and to me i was like i don't really care what i weigh because i can do these moves that i couldn't do last year that's all that i care about you know and and to me, I was like, I don't really care what I weigh because I can do these moves that I couldn't do last year. That's all that I care about, you know? And Let me rewind that for you one more time. And to me, I was like, I don't really care what I weigh because I can do these moves that I couldn't do last year. That's all that I care about, you know? And I hope to keep, you know, keep that going through the next training cycle in the winter, too. Did you get that? Wise words from Allie Rainey. Wise words indeed. Uh, ones that a lot of us could pay a little more attention to. Um, you know, the strength to weight ratio is real. It's important. Uh, but you can't forget the strength part of that ratio. Uh, I think too many people just worry about dropping their weight. And uh, they're not really interested in getting stronger. It, it just seems like a band-aid. And uh, you're not going to... You're not going to make big progress that way. It's just not going to happen. It's You're going to stall out. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think I just want to leave you with that point. Um, maybe that was abrupt. Uh, it was abrupt. But I just want to leave that there because I don't think it can be overstated. Uh, Allie was a, a 514 climber in her vert techie style. And... Um, embracing this new gymnastic style of climbing and the ways to train for it uh, she changed her body pretty dramatically gained 10 pounds of useful muscle and improved her strength to weight ratio by gaining weight and like i said i don't think that can be overstated so uh there will be a part two with Allie. we talked some more specifically about uh training during the climbing season and how that works and if it does work um so you'll be hearing that soon i've also got episodes coming with steve bechtel uh i might even drag nate on here nate's uh nate's very very mindful of his climbing and of his movement and if i can get him talking about that then maybe we'll do that so uh check us out on the interwebs powercompanyclimbing.com you can find us on Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. No Twitters. You can reach out to Allie at AllieRainey.com. And if you're in the Knoxville or the Akron area, look us up for those workshops. We'd be happy to see you out there. All right. I need to get to the gym. Training to do. Hashtag, we build machines. This time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. This time, 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 this